Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast. I'm your host Carl. I hope you're all doing well. Thanks for joining me again this week. Today's scripture comes from the book of John, chapter 10. I'll be starting in verse 11. Jesus is speaking here. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, he who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd, For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. Now, Jesus wasn't just tooting his own horn and saying, listen to all of the amazing, wonderful characteristics I carry, because I'm the Good Shepherd. It's very critical for us to know what a good shepherd looks like, what the good shepherd looks like, because this is a warning. There will be bad shepherds, there will be false teachers, there will be wolves dressed as sheep, even within the church, looking to deceive us. I bring all this up because about a week or so ago, I ran into some people I used to know from church a long time ago. I haven't seen them in a while, and I totally forgot that we happen to know people from a different church I used to go to years and years and years ago when I first got saved. And the strangest thing happens whenever I run into anybody who used to go to that church, or I run into somebody like these people I ran into last week, who know people who used to go to that church, because I start to hear and see the same things happening with these people who You know, they used to be my church family, I don't know, three, four days a week for a good solid year. We helped plant a church together. And for that year, it was, I mean, everything was church. Whether it was an actual church service, a prayer service, we were doing something socially, we were always with those people. Now, there were also a lot of people in that church who were related. It was a very small group. The congregation was only like 15 or 20 people. But you had a lot of people in there who were family, so they were used to being around each other all the time. So those who went to the church were kind of like family too. We were just all family. Now the really sad thing about that church, I was there for the first year, and then I felt called to go where I go to church now because I moved into the city. So I thought, well, I shouldn't be going to church out in the country anymore. I really need to get plugged in where I live. So I stopped going to that church And it was so weird, it was almost like all of those connections with the people who went there, most of them stopped. I wasn't going to church there anymore, so I wasn't seeing them three, four, five times a week. And it was like we weren't even a part of each other's lives. Over the years, I've run into people from that congregation or people who know them, and I start to hear things about the church splitting up, leadership splitting up, pastors who led that church, actually their marriage split up, those family members who were so close to each other, 
all of a sudden not talking to each other anymore. A lot of relationship dynamics changed. It was just really strange. As I'm hearing these stories and learning the spiritual fate of these people who were my church family, I saw a trend. There were some people who seemed to be hopping from ministry to ministry to ministry in search of something and clearly not finding it. There were other people who weren't necessarily doing that, but they were getting plugged into ministries which were suspect. Ministries where some of the teachings were not exactly right on, or perhaps some of the teachings were clearly way off. And I was really surprised by all of this. I mean, this was my church family for a whole year, and I only started going to church there a little more than a year after I got saved, so it was very early in my faith, in my walk. And I really looked up to these people. They had been Christians a lot longer than I had. They knew a lot more than I did. That was the place where I was pretty much thrown into ministry. I did youth ministry. We went out and volunteered a lot. It was the place where I preached my first sermon. The church was so small and it had just been planted. We were so new that everyone had like a hundred jobs. So it was a place of really awesome, extreme spiritual growth for me because I was tasked with doing so many different jobs and you just, you had to learn it. You had to be able to participate in just about every ministry that was available there because we were so small. And so I have this picture of this place where I'm being taught and I'm being trained and I'm being led by these great people of God who are so spiritual and seem to be so right on. And then after I leave there, as the years go by, I hear about the ministry breaking up, the leaders not even on speaking terms anymore with each other, marriages falling apart, people going to churches that are just, you know, way off the deep end, other people who seem to never be able to find a place that's exactly how they like it. And I have to ask myself how it is that it seems like everything just kind of fell apart for a lot of these people. Or how it is that some people are being led astray so greatly that they're trading false doctrine for family relationships. This encounter I had last weekend where I ran into these people I haven't seen in forever and they happen to know a lot of people who used to go to this church and they're telling me updates on everyone's lives and it's, you know, I'm like in shock and awe because I think to myself like, wow, like families are still falling apart a decade after this church broke up because of doctrinal differences, because of following leaders who are not good shepherds leaders who are clearly teaching things that are wrong, shepherds who are exercising very dangerous kinds of control over their sheep, over their flocks. I think about my old little church that I loved so much. I think about all of the people I met there and the relationships we had, how close we were and how devoted we were to Jesus and to the gospel and to the kingdom of God. And then I have to ask myself, how did so much of that just fall apart? How is it that people who I respected spiritually and followed, and honestly, it took their word for what it was, right? I mean, I probably didn't do my due diligence in a lot of areas, but they told me something. I trusted them. I had faith in them. I trusted their discernment. I believed them. And now I see so many of these people really being led astray. 
I ask God what it all means and I feel like he tells me over and over again, don't get proud. Don't think that you are above being deceived. Don't think that you are so wise and so learned and so super spiritual that one of these false teachers, one of these bad shepherds couldn't come along and trap you too. You know, we are not here to be spoon-fed our faith. We are here to find our faith, to explore our faith, to put in the work, to get in the word, to make sure that we are in tune with God, allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to us. We're not here to sit in some seats once or twice a week and have someone just lay the word of God before us and then we check off that box and say, okay, I learned that concept, I'm good. No, we are to measure what we learn against the word of God. We are to test all of this because if we don't, it is too easy for someone to come along and tell us what sounds really good, tell us what we wanna hear, or just make it really easy for us to sit Just absorb it. Trust me, I'll do all the work. I'll spend the whole week preparing this sermon. You just have to show up for 45 minutes, listen, and you're good to go. I'll do the work. Don't worry. When we do that, when we simply don't know because we're not studying, then yeah, it's really easy for someone to come along and trick us. It's really easy for someone to twist the truth just a little bit enough for us to say, well, you know, it's kind of close enough, but quite honestly, I can't really tell the difference because I never read that scripture before anyway, so... And I trust this guy, he's super charismatic, he's super nice, he smiles all the time. He has a beautiful family with him, they dress well, they look like they're enjoying life, so yeah, I want to be on board with all that. Look, if someone is going to appeal to us when we talk about church spiritual leadership, It really should only be because of the Spirit of God attracting us there, because of the truth that they speak that resonates with us. But we're not going to know any of that if we don't do our own work to have God reveal that truth to us. There's a lot of deception out there because people simply are allowing themselves to be led and they're not doing it with discernment. They're just allowing themselves to be led. And they can't, you know, crack open a book and say, all right, God, I'm going to spend some time here in the word and in prayer. I'm going to study. I'm going to seek you out. I'm going to look for the truth. I'm going to do what your word tells me to do. And when someone teaches me something, I'm going to compare it right up to your word and see if that's right. Of course, you want to respect spiritual leaders in your life and you want to trust them. But you cannot do that blindly. Don't let anyone try to spoon feed the truth to you. Listen to their teaching, but you compare it to the word. You take it to the Lord in prayer. You expose it to the light so that you can see, is this something that's going to stand the test of the fire? Is this teaching, are these words gold? Will they burn and leave me with just ashes? The Bible tells us to walk out our salvation with fear and trembling. And I think that means understand the seriousness of your salvation, understand the seriousness of being led astray, of being deceived. We don't take any part of this walk lightly, and that includes being led, being taught. We have to really understand who we are following, and we have to make sure that those who are teaching us are teaching us the truth.
but we only know that when we get into the word and allow God to reveal that truth to us. We need to have that measuring rod. No one is above being deceived. No one's too sharp for that. There's always someone who's got the right hook to bring you in, but you've got to have the discernment to notice that. Review John chapter 10. That's the kind of shepherd you want to be following. That's the kind of person you want leading you spiritually. Someone who is a good shepherd, as Jesus is a good shepherd. This week's song, Spiration, is a song by Zach Williams called Less Like Me. Probably heard it. I think it's all over the radio right now. He talks about, I want to be a little more like Jesus and a little less like me. Actually, we want to be a lot more like Jesus and a lot less like us. But specifically, when you're looking for a leader, when you're looking for someone under whose authority you will place yourself, when you're looking for spiritual headship, when you're looking for a teacher, you want to find people who are like Jesus. You're not going to know if they fit that mold unless you get in the word and learn who Jesus is. You're not going to know if they're speaking the truth unless you get in the word and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth to you. Our Father in heaven does not desire that we would be misled and led astray. He desires that we would know the truth and be saved. Let's pray for him to show us the truth, to expose the false teachers, the bad shepherds, and to give us the words we need to redirect people in our lives who today are on the wrong track and following the wrong people. Let us simply seek God to reveal his truth to us and to reveal deception to us. Because as the time of Christ's return draws closer and closer, this is only going to amp up and amp up. We have an enemy who knows his time is short and he wants to deceive and destroy as many as he can. We need to work to fight against this deception now because it is happening now. Father God, thank you that you make a way for your truth to be revealed to us through the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, give us the discipline to remain in your word, to learn from you, to open ourselves to the revelation of scripture, of your truth, that we would be able to measure the things we are taught against your word and do it with the proper discernment. Father God, if there's any teaching coming our way, that is not of you. We ask that you reveal that to us. And Father, if there are people in our lives who currently are being led astray, we also ask that you reveal that to us and give us the words to speak truth and life into them and help bring them back on the right track. Father, we love you and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.